Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. people in this room would say, you know that God has at least answered one prayer for you. Let me see your hand. Just one prayer. All right. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? That that come to your mind. But if you're going that, you would say, okay, that was then. But if you're going something right now, it's like, this is now. It seems like that he doesn't have, it's like we forget that he has the power to do what we can't do, and he still is the God that did it then. The God of then is now. Amen? Amen. And so that's what Christmas is. When we come to Christmas like this, it's real easy to say, well, that was Bethlehem back then. It was a baby in the manger back then. A Savior was born back then. And we forget that, no, 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 he wasn't just born then. He's still in the now, everybody. Amen? He's still in the now. And so today I would like to do, we've been in a series here called Christmas at SEC. And what we've done is we went through the Christmas story and we have looked at Christmas again through the different points of perspective from the people in the story. And tonight I would just like to go into the shepherds. I would just like to talk to you about them and how they experience it. And I think that you and I will be able to relate very clearly to their lives and what they had to say and what they experienced and that we can relate it to our lives. So if you'll look with me, the matter of fact, the message, of the, the message title is Why Christmas is Still Good News for You. I want you to understand it's still, it is now, everybody. Amen? It's now. It says this. First of all, let me give you point number one. I'm going to read this passage to you. Point number one, why Christmas is still good news to you is number one, a Savior has been born to you. Just go ahead and write that down. A Savior has been born to you. Look what it says. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch of their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were what, everybody? They were freaked out, wouldn't you be? I mean, just think about tonight if you go to sleep and all of a sudden an angel shows up in your room. What you going to do? 911. That's what they did. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you what, everybody? Of what? Great. That will be for all the people. Here it is. Listen to this. Here it is. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to who? To you. A Savior has been born to you. And who is he, everybody? He's Christ the Lord. A Savior has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. What amazes me about the shepherds is they give me hope. Because when God decided to announce the birth of his son, 
He went to shepherds. Shepherds were the least likely uh, uh, of people to do that to because they lived in the fields for a reason, because they were stinky, smelly shepherds. No one wanted them in the town. (laughs) That's bad. And then they said, no, you stay out there with the sheep. And so because they were stinky, smelly shepherds, they had a bad reputation. People did not want them to be around them. And so God, when he decided to announce the birth of his son, he went to the least likely people, the people that everybody else thought, you know, were the lower class of their day. He went to them and announced it. And he announced that there was good news. And the shepherds received this good news of great joy. And they decided that they would go share this good news of great joy with everyone. You see, Jesus came because he is the Savior, and a Savior's job is to save. Would you agree with that? A Savior's job is to save. When you receive the Savior, you're receiving the Savior to save you. Amen, everybody? If you didn't need saving, then God wouldn't have sent the Savior. But you, me, all of us needed saving. And you see... Many of us think about when it comes to Jesus, we think, well, he died on the cross for my sins. Yes, he died on the cross for your sins. Great. But Jesus doesn't want to just die on the cross for your sins. He wants to live within you. Within you. He wants to live within everybody. You see, what is it like for the Savior to live within? It means that you're not on your own making all these choices. You see, when I, when it's just left up to me and I make choices by myself, I screw things up really, really bad. <clears throat> when if you, listen, you say, well, you know, Jeff, you're the pastor. That's right. I'm the pastor because God's in me. If God was not in me, I would be in jail. <laughs> you, some of you are surprised I'm not already. You hear me all the time. You're like, I'm surprised that guy's locked up somewhere, you know? Right, and I'm, same with you. I mean, the, the real you, you know, the real you without any God influence in your life, it's bad. You know, you're a rough person. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be your neighbor without God, right? Because you just might go off on somebody, you know? And you might do something that, you, you know, you, that would be horrible. We all are like that. You see, you, with You make your choices and your choices make you. And with God living within you, and many of you in this room have made the choice for Jesus to be your Savior, and the reason that you're doing as well as you're doing is because He's been guiding your choices. And there's others of you that are watching right now, and there's others of you in this room right now, you've been making your own choices, and it's been getting you in trouble. Amen? And so we need a Savior, right? What do saviors do? They save us. And so you need a Savior to live within. You need a Savior to live within your heart and life to be that constant voice. You say, you know, I know that people can, can act better than they do. You know why? Because, thank God, because many people know I'm a pastor. When I'm around them, they put on their best. I mean, they're the most kind people and loving people. And like, you know, some people say, you know what? I wish you could hang around my husband more. (laughs) You know, I wish you would come on more. My kids act better when you're around. And you know what? What they're saying is because they respect you, they're they're not going to cuss at me. 
<laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, we get that Christianese going on when the pastor comes over, don't we? That's right. It begins to say this Christian language stuff. Yeah. And see, but when it, but so Holy Spirit, the thing about him, see, I could only come and be there temporarily, which, you know, I don't want to be anybody's Holy Spirit. It's a hard enough to live my own life. But what I'm saying is that when the Holy Spirit comes in, he don't ever leave. That's right. He's always with you. He's like having the pastor with you all the time. You say, well, is that, man, I don't know if I want that. Oh, yes, you do. Because it keeps you out of a lot of trouble. See, instead of having so much regret, you have so much rejoicing. Because, you know, you like, listen, I told somebody one time, they like, somebody sort of hit me, you know, like when I was in high school. After I got saved, they hit me. And that's when I started realizing the Holy Spirit within me because I didn't hit them right back. But what I did say is that, listen, you are lucky I got saved because a year ago I would have knocked your teeth out. That's what the Holy Spirit will do for you, right? Okay, that's too real, I guess. But anyway, that's it. So I want to explain this to you. I've been talking a lot about this with my church, with our church people, and you're going to see this. But what is the Holy Spirit like? You see, because we say receive the Savior, and many people are like, well, okay, I want to receive Jesus. You say, let Jesus live in your heart. You're like, how can another man come and live in my heart? How can that happen? How can a physical person do that? Well, he can't. That, but Jesus explained his spirit this way. Look what he says in John 3 and 8. He says this. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of what, everybody? born of spirit and that's exactly when you begin to receive Jesus as your savior it's not him physically it's his spirit and so I know that's like mystical and soon as I say spirit you're thinking about you know we call him the the holy spirit you think about Casper the friendly ghost no 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 he's not like that you see like my this fan right here watch this see that what what's making these ribbons blow what's making that what is it the what the what the wind. What does that wind look like? Oh, there was silence in the room, right? You, you can't explain it, can you? And so if you try to explain to me what the wind looks like, I, you can't do it. You're just, this whole room got quiet. But look, you see it happening, but you can't explain it. Jesus said that's the same way the Holy Spirit is. You can't see him, but you'll just see the effects of him living inside of your life. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of us in this room right now. And there's a lot of people that are watching online that have experienced the Holy Spirit. And we will tell you that he makes a difference in our lives. You can't see him. You only experience the effects of him. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's a couple in our church. <clears throat> see... I'm the pastor, and I'm supposed to say these things. I know what you're thinking. So I want to get some real-life people. There's a couple in our church that uh, we did their story a little while back, a couple months ago, Michael and Jacqueline Kemp. And they shared the story of what, how the Holy Spirit makes a difference in their lives. Would you watch this? I'm Michael Camp. I'm Jacqueline Camp. We met um, doing drugs and around people that were doing drugs. And we lived in that world for a while. And then Michael 
and me decided that we were going to get sober. And shortly after that, I got pregnant with Trinity, my youngest daughter. When I was six months pregnant, Michael wound up going to jail. So Michael wasn't there for the birth of our youngest daughter. He um, didn't get out till she was like six months old. He got out of jail. We um, continued to stay sober, and we, we started coming to Stockbridge Community Church on the regular. Pastor Jeff married us, and we shortly after that, we got baptized. We've been going here? About 12 years. 12 years, yeah. When I first got out of jail, we did not, neither one of us had a license, had a car, had a house, or had a job. I worked odd end jobs and things like that just to uh, keep some money coming in. Uh, we were both raised in church. Um, of course, we went astray from that, uh, and we rededicated our lives back to Christ. And that's when things turned around for us. I went from uh, nothing uh, and um, totally destroyed almost every relationship uh, that I had before I started Drew and Drugs, and he's restored all those relationships. Yeah. God has restored that relationship for me. And that's just something that I'll never be able to express how amazing that is for me. We now have a house, we now have two cars, we now have license, we have jobs. Uh, serving the baptism team, I'm a prayer warrior, um, parking lot, um, anything that I can do to help if I'm asked. Stop Ridge Community truly does point you in the direction of God and His will for your life. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Look, without the fan running, look. And that's what many people and many of you are doing, is you're trying to live this life on your own, and you, and you just run out of breath. And you wasn't created to do that on your own. You was created to have a power within you, a Savior. What does a Savior do? He saves, and you need someone to save you. And that's why the Savior was born, everybody. And that's why we're not just running past this day and acting like it's another day. No, this is the day that God sent the Savior to you, everybody. Amen? He sent the Savior to you. Listen, what the, what the court system could not do, what being incarcerated could not do, what, what parents could not do, what authorities could not do, the Holy Spirit was able to do in their lives. Amen? Isn't that, isn't that good news? Oh, I'm one of those people too. What, what mom and daddy's hickory couldn't do. The Holy Spirit did. Amen? And so that's why we, we have a Savior. A Savior has been born to you. Would you say this with me? A Savior has been born to me. Let's say it. You ready? Come on. A Savior has been born to me. Let's say it. A Savior has been born to me. One more time. A Savior has been born to me. He's been born to me, and he's been born to you. The second thing I would tell you is this, how Christmas or why Christmas is still good news for you is this, is that you have been invited, you have been invited to come to the Savior. 
You've been invited. Again, going back to the shepherds. Again, remember who they were. Look what it says. It says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. Here it is. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a what, everybody? A manger. In other words, go, an invitation. They were invited. Have you ever, not, have you ever experienced a time to when you, got, you were not invited? Have you ever had one of those moments where, do you know the feeling of not being invited? I thought about this, you know, and the first time I can remember this happening to me is when I was a kid on the playground. I remember, you know, that it was at PE and the teacher said, okay, today we're going to play kickball. He's like, yes, we're playing kickball. All right. And I remember the, the teams being chosen. And I remember sitting there and saying, okay, well, they're going to pick me. They're going to pick me. And I remember that day not being picked. You know, that was a little kid, and I still remember that feeling of not being picked. You know, today it wasn't like, well, they just don't know what they're missing, you know. They just don't know. But then a little kid, I wasn't like that. I felt left out. And maybe that's the way you feel at times, uninvited. And what I want to tell you is that the shepherds understood this more than anybody because they were the uninvited of their day. You know, nobody even invited them to a restaurant, let alone invite them to see a king. And that's exactly what this angel had come and said, we want you to go and we want you to go to the Savior. In other words, they're like, that's why the angel had to come and the heavens had to light up and they had to come speak directly to them because they were the uninvited and now they were being invited. They were being invited. I have a friend, uh, one of our uh, young people here, uh, Cam, Cam Worthwine. He plays our bass. This is his picture right here. He plays our bass some here at church. And Cam is autistic. But Cam told me uh, about two weeks ago, he said, Pastor Jeff, I want you to know this. He said, what I've learned in my life is this, is that sometimes people's rejection is God's protection. What a great word. He said, I found out that sometimes when people don't invite me and when they're, it seems like that they're rejecting me, that God is actually protecting me. And I just thank God for that because it is so true in all of our lives, right? But you have been invited. God lifted the sky up and said, hey, I want you shepherds that everybody else has said, you're outcast. I'm inviting you this. But also, God lifted the sky up for the wise men as well, the wealthiest men of their day. He lifted the sky up with a star and he invited them to follow them to come to the Savior. What am I saying? I'm saying it doesn't matter who you are or what you have done. The Savior has an invitation for you to come and come to the Savior that he may save you. Amen? He may save you. You've been invited. You say, well, you don't know what I've done. No, I don't know what I've done. He knows what you've done, and he says, I'm still inviting you. I'm still inviting you. That's the job of the Savior. You see, the Savior's job is to save, and you need a Savior. And by the way, you're not the Savior, everybody. That's why you can't save yourself. Amen? We need a Savior. We need a Savior. You see, the angel's invitation was the beginning of the transformation for the shepherds. 
And I want you to know that God still gives an invitation. Jesus writes this in Revelation, or says this in Revelation 3.20. Look what he says. Jesus said, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Now, when I read that the first time, I'm like, why would Jesus say, okay, I'm going to come and eat with you? Well, I'll tell you why. Because, you know, when you go out to eat with somebody, you're stepping up the relationship, aren't you? Just think about it. When you invite someone to go to a restaurant and say, hey, let's go out and eat. Well, that's stepping up the relationship. Remember when you was kids and, and maybe, uh, or, you know, maybe your teenagers here, when you say, hey, why don't you come spend the night at my house? That's stepping up the relationship, isn't it? And, and let me tell you what's really stepping up the relationship. When you say, come to my house and have a meal, that's really stepping it up. Amen? That's right, because all of a sudden you've got to cook for those rascals. Right? You've got to cook and you've got to clean. You've got to make sure everything. I mean, it's a lot of work to have somebody come to your house, isn't it? Am I the only one that Rhonda says, okay, we got to clean this house and here we're going. She's like, you inviting people over? You're going to do this work too, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, every wife said, that's right. And so, so it, but when you invite someone to your house, you really let them in. And that's why Jesus was saying, I stand at the door and knock because I want to come into your inner parts. I want to know everything about you. And I want you to know, when I know everything about you, I'm still going to love you, and I want you to know everything about me. That's what being saved is by the Savior, is allowing him to know everything about you, which he already does, by the way, everybody. There's no secrets. He already knows, and it's just there. He's, you invite him in, and he invites you in to where he is. And so Jesus is standing at the door knocking, and this is what he's saying. I want to save you. God doesn't, Jesus didn't want to just take you to heaven, everybody. I mean, if he wanted to just take you to heaven, he'd have me drown you at baptism. <laughs> does, that make you, does that make you wonder when you go by these churches and they got these big graveyards right outside? You go, oh, they did. They knew that rascal wasn't going to make it. They just sent them on to heaven, you know. But the reason, he wants to save your life here. See, without him, you're lost. You might not realize, but you're lost. And you need direction. And that's why he sent the Savior. And so right now, before we go any further, I want to just say to you tonight that if you don't know him, get the greatest Christmas gift of all, the Savior. And how do you do that? Because you do that by inviting his spirit in. Something you can't see, something you won't even feel, but all of a sudden, after you accept him in, your perspective will begin to change. And he'll do that. Amen, everybody? Amen. Would you bow your heads wear it right with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, there's people in this room and people that are watching online right now. That God, they're right now today on this Christmas, on the Lord of the year 2021, December 24th, is the day that they're going to receive the Savior. They need you. Lord, it doesn't matter their status. It doesn't matter their sins. They don't get good and then get you, God. They get you and then you help them to get good. And so, Lord, right now as I pray, they're praying this prayer too. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I'm so sorry for them. And Lord, save me. Lord, save me from me, from the, the bad decisions that I want to make. God, save me from me. 
and God save me from all the things that are harmful. God, just save me. I need you to save me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer? Amen. All the people that prayed that prayer. Would you do me a favor, those that are in the room? And before you leave, on this card here on the back of it, it's called our connection card. If you just check the box that said, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. And you'll know on top of that, everybody else, if you're looking at on that card, there's another box there. It says, I want to get closer to Jesus. I want to get closer to God in 2022. Why don't you go ahead and make that declaration as well? Because we're going to pray over these cards. Okay? All right. The third one is this. So why Christmas is still good news for you. Number three is this. Followers of Jesus, watch this. Followers of Jesus have the Savior's favor and peace. Have the Savior's favor and peace. Now, Jesus didn't just come to save, or he came to save us, but he also come to give us his favor and his peace when we have him in our lives. So look what what the Bible says here. It says, the glory of God. Again, we're talking about the shepherds. glory, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And in other words, what I want to share with you is that God shows his children favoritism. Listen, Rhonda and I, both of our children, Tyler and Caitlin, were in choirs. I probably have been to a thousand choir concerts. I want you to know that one of the places that both of those sang in, uh, was at Spivey Hall on Clayton State College campus. It's a, it's a nice auditorium to where they have a lot of concerts and things. And I can tell you that I have sat through a lot of those there, <clears throat> and it's amazing. The music gets just right, you know, it gets cozy in there, and, uh, you know, all these different choirs are singing while they're competing and all this stuff. And I can tell you, being the wonderful father that I am, I go to sleep. <laughs> I can't, I mean, it is like somebody lulling you to sleep. I can't, I mean, I... I'm a horrible dad, I know. I mean, but I'm like, I'm trying to. Ron is going, chip, chip, drink, chip, chip. I'm, I'm trying. But it's amazing. It just like puts you right to sleep until our children get up there and sing. When they start singing, their choir sing, I'm wide awake. That's right. That's right. They're singing all these other languages. I have no idea what they're saying. But I'm like, yeah, you go, you go. That's good. Yes, you did so wonderful. That was so wonderful. I have no idea what they said. <laughs> but what I'm trying to tell you is, is I show my children favoritism. And you do too. Amen, everybody? Amen. We show them favoritism. And God shows his children favoritism. You have to understand that. That if you, if you have the Savior, you, God shows you favoritism. Listen, God loved everybody, but he didn't favor everybody. Amen? God loved everybody, but not everybody's going to be in heaven. It's those, his children that will be in heaven. The one that received him as their Savior. Look what the Bible says in Psalms 5 and 12. It says, for surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your what? With your favor as with a shield. Jesus gives us peace by giving us his presence. That's why the next verse says this. It says this in Matthew 1 and 23. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what, everybody? God with us. His presence. Remember, you can't see it, but he's there. Just like the wind, he's there. And he goes on and says this, John 14 and 27. Peace I leave with you. 
it's not the peace the world gives everybody. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be what, everybody? Don't be afraid. No, God gives you, Jesus gives you his presence. See, it's not a, peace doesn't come through possessions or power or pleasure. We've all tried that. You can have everything in the world and you still won't have peace. You can have all the power in the world. You still won't have peace. But you, when you begin to get the presence of Jesus, you begin to discover this peace. You discover this peace. I read of a, a five-year-old girl. She had witnessed the most horrific thing in life. Her father took a gun and took her mother's life in front of her. And then he turned the gun on himself and took his own life. And there she was left with two parents deceased. It happened right in front of her. And a Christian family adopted this young lady. And they, they took her to church as they normally did every week. And one Sunday, while they was, she was in Sunday school, the Sunday school teacher held up a picture of Jesus and said, can anyone tell me who this is? And the little five-year-old girl who'd experienced so much trauma, looked at that picture and started to cry. And she says, that's the man, that's the man, that's the man, that's the man, that's the man who held me the night my parents died. That's the man. And I want to tell you, my friends, that's exactly what it means to have the presence of Jesus in your life, is that he carries you through those very difficult moments. And he carries you through life that you don't have to go along. Tonight is special. A Savior has been born to you. And a Savior has been born to me. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.